Hello, hello, shalom, shalom, family. Welcome back to another episode of Daily Bread, where we read the word of Yahuwah daily. I'm Dali Yahoo, here with my lovely wife. Hafatiba. Uh-huh. And, um, yeah, we are brothers and sisters in the truth, just doing the most high work, reading this word, um, explaining it, you know what I'm saying, um, trying to learn it. Continue learning it and, um, you know, get that knowledge, wisdom, and understanding that we all seeking for so that we could be on the same page as the Father. And um, that's what time it is. So, getting this daily bread. Thank you guys for taking time to join us and uh, be with us. So, um, yeah, today we're reading what chapter? Genesis. Genesis 13. Genesis, better sheet, chapter 13. So, yeah. Thank you guys for tuning in. Give you just a chance to get there. If you're going to get there. And, um, yeah, let's open up a prayer. And then we can start reading. Very simple. Very simple format, you guys. All right, so stand. Put our hands up. Face the, the direction of the home. So, Baruch Atari Hua. Alahinu. Hamla Father who is in the heavens, permit your name to be set apart, permit your reign to come, permit your desire to be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread. We ask that you forgive us for our sins and our trespasses against your Torah and your commands as we forgive our dead Lord. Allow us not to be led into trial, but save us and deliver us from the wicked one. For yours is the reign, the power, and the esteem, now and forever. These things and more we pray in the name of our Mashiach and Sovereign, Yahushua. Hello, Yahuwah. Hello, Yahuwah. Tudah, Yahuwah. Tudah, Yahuwah. Yibarakat, Yahuwah. Yibarakat, Yahuwah. Amen. Amen. Hallelujah. So, yeah, we continue our progression through the book of Bereshit, Genesis. I reach out the first one is like I got something to talk about but Abram yeah Abram yeah but the point is you know just want to touch on this verse because I think a lot of people point to this as a verse of contention or uh, misunderstanding I think it's misunderstood because people saying when they say he went up out of Egypt now people say he went down when they say he went up he went down up is down down is up so he was really ain't go from Egypt back into Israel, Palestine, Syria, Damascus area. They saying he went up out of Egypt to South Africa, and uh, you know just changed the whole geographical context of everything we just read. Which is confusion. Is who is the author of confusion? Mm-hmm. Who? Hashem. Yes, sir. Tell him. The enemy definitely bringing confusion, but um, yeah, it it is definitely. That's the source of everything, but um, yeah, I just like to point it out because I know some brothers and sisters have, that have mentioned that to me, and uh, you know I think they sometimes they're serious about what they're saying. They genuinely believe that, you know what I'm saying? Um, you know, um, yeah, like you say, it could be harsh time, or it's just people got 
I understand the word. It's, mis- you know what I'm saying? Just, it's confusion, but. It's confusion because if you had an understanding already, and then you go back on that understanding to undo it, and to convince everyone else that what they already believe, what everybody already had agreed upon, is not right. It's not, it's not I don't see it as a good thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, I'm just saying, like, I don't, I don't think people necessarily trying to be deceived for historical attention, but it's just that people being led straight, for sure. I guess. It's a spirit, for yeah, sure. Spirit. You know what I'm saying? It's not something you do consciously, but... Um, but you can, but that's how it is with all spirits, you know, you're not consciously doing any of the things that are considered sinful, it's a spirit. Okay, yeah, I just want to touch on this, verse 1, so Abraham went up out of Egypt, it's literally, <laughs> like, up from Egypt, back up into the direction from what the scriptures tell us he was, between B.L. and I.E., this area that's um what we know but but that's also why it's confusion is because we read already all of these things like be all and i right which you're not going to find everywhere in the world but it has to match pound for pound you know they uh you know like you said damascus is here miss raim is here be all is here the salt sea is here you know what I'm saying? Like you gotta go pound for pound. You can't say, oh, because this area has two out of the a hundred thousand things, then this is the, now the area. Uh huh. Yeah. Exactly. Right. So verse one again. We still here. So Abraham went up from Egypt. He, his wife, and all that he had, and Lot with him into the Negev. Into the Negev, which means south. What they talking about? This is a descriptive term, Negev or Negev, for the southern part of the promised land. Uh, again, um, Jerusalem, the southern borders of the, the children of Yasharal, which is north of Egypt, slightly northeast. So um, it's important to understand geographical locations because remember, after these events, he got a lot with him. They're going to go. A lot gonna be living in Saddam and the more things like that. That's yet to be destroyed. So these things you gotta um, just have geographical context of where were these people, where they going, where they at, which direction they went. You know, it's crazy. Just five thousand years later, everybody's such an expert on it, and it's contrary to what's already written. But uh, I just want to point that out. It just makes sense. Like he's in Egypt, right? So he went up, and when you go up, you want to reach the southern part first the promised land so why that means anything else it's crazy verse 2 now Abram was very rich in livestock and silver and in gold and he journeyed on from the Negev as far as Beal from the Negev he went back to Beal okay as far as Beal to the place where he where his tent had been in the beginning Beginning between B R and I, so just mention that the scriptures just confirm this same location. Verse four to the place where he had made an altar at the first, and there Abram called upon the name of Yahuwah, Hallelujah, and Lot or Lot who went with Abram also had flocks and herds and tents. 
of the land could not support both of them dwelling together, for their possessions were so great that they could not dwell together. And there was strife between the herdsmen of Abram's livestock and the herdsmen of Lot's livestock. At that time, the Canaanites and the Perizzites were dwelling in the land. <clears throat> Verse 8. Then Abram said to Lot, Let there be no strife between you and me, and between your herdsmen and my herdsmen, for we are kinsmen. Is not the whole land before you? Separate yourself from me. If you take the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if you take the right hand, then I will go to the left. And that's just such a beautiful concept of responsibility, problem solving, um, just um, critical thinking. Oh, so much uh, examples the scriptures give us. You know, you you having an argument with your cousin, with your family member, your nephew, whatever it may be. You know, just the wisdom he had. Like, look, yo, let's separate. You go in, in peace, though. Not like get away from me. You know, he said it very nicely. You know what I'm saying? Like, you take this side, I'm going to go on the other side. Don't be like, well, how you get the right, I get the left. Well, you choose. I'm going to go the opposite way you go. You know what I'm saying? Like, that's the gangster part. Like, I ain't even calling the shot. You go which way you think, right, I'm going to take the other side. And it's just so smart. Sometimes you got to split up. You know, I always tell people this and talk about it, how separation is um, it's a principle of scripture. You know, as far as in the household, sometimes men and women, they called to separate, and uh, I think it's something I had to never hear people, rarely hear anybody else mention. But um, the separation sometimes is for the better, for a period of time. But these people, brothers, and one from one family member, one household in a in a foreign land. So sometimes it makes sense why we don't want to all be together, and maybe vulnerable sometimes. But if it's like you on the west, I'm on the east. That's like you covering more ground. You know what I'm saying? Just certain things make more sense. Like why we don't all be in the middle. And we could take both sides, you know what I'm saying? So it's just, I think, stuff like that is just uh, wisdom. It's timeless and um, very something else we got to take note of. So uh, verse 9, listen to his reasoning. It's not the whole land before you. Separate yourself from me. If you take the left hand, then I will go to the right. Or if you take the right hand, then I will go to the left. Verse 10. And Lot lifted up his eyes and saw that the Jordan or the Jordan Valley was well watered everywhere, like the garden of Yahuwah, like the land of Maserin in the direction of Saor. Saor. This was before Yahuwah destroyed Saddam and Amorah. Verse 11. So Lot chose for himself all the Jordan, the Jordan Valley, and Lot journeyed east. Thus they separated from each other. Verse 12. Abram settled in the land of Canaan, while Lot settled among the cities of the valley and moved his tent as far as Sodom. Now the men of Sodom were wicked, straight up, plain and simple. The great sinners against you, great sinners against you. Yahuwah said to Abram, okay, so Yahuwah talking to him again, after Lot had separated from him, lift up your eyes and look from Place where you are, northward, southward, eastward, and westward. Hallelujah. Who not making no like you making it very plain. This not gonna be your decision. Look every way, for what mm -hmm. your eyes can see. Mm -hmm. Verse sixteen. I will make your offspring as the dust of the earth, so that if one can count the dust of the earth, your offspring also can be counted. Verse seventeen. 
nobody can't count the dust of the earth though. You can't do that. Right, and you know, and sometimes it's just, you know, he listening like, yeah, you know, that sounds great. <clears throat> and then, you know, year and year go by and I don't got one son. <clears throat> and I'm gonna have one child. And it's like, sometimes I know for us, you know, it's like, did I hear that word? Did, did the most high tell me this? Did he tell me that? Because it don't look like it's happening. It don't look like it's going to come to pass. I don't know. But, you know, we, we see we see that from time to time. Most high tell you, this is what I'm going to do for you. And it's like, well, when? Am I sure you said that? Maybe I said that to myself. Promise, very rich promise. They say hey, Abraham was rich. I always knew that. Verse two, but they say he finna give him some land, good land, the land Alahim chose. He chose that Alahim chose. So just looking at you, if you notice, you know, you start to read his word and notice his patterns. Like he give good gifts, <laughs> give good. This is, this is the best a good gift to get. So verse eighteen. So Abraham moved his tent and came and settled by the oaks of Mamre which are at Hebron. And he in there he built a slaughtering place or altar to Yahuwah. Mm. I think that's interesting that you say it's an oak tree. Mine say terebinth. Mm-hmm. Terebinth the oaks. Which you know oaks are more familiar for us from where I'm from in New Jersey. But terebinth is like what's that? to the end of the chapter and we appreciate you listening in so we just want to say and may your day uh, be Baruch and Yahuwah uh, and Shalom Shalom family